to the Wealth and Purpose podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey, everyone. I am so glad to be back. I did take a break last week, and there was a really good reason as I'm growing my business and nurturing my family and doing all the things that I value and investing time in the things I value, as you know, um, making sure that we take care of ourselves, each of, each of us individually, me, you, and everyone we love. One of the things I needed was a little more inward-focused time. When the last podcast dropped, it was my dad's birthday, but of course, I had recorded that earlier than that week. So um, during that that particular week, um, it was my dad's birthday, and I, and as I've said in previous podcasts, my dad passed away a couple of months ago. It was also our first Father's Day without him, and it was the anniversary of my mom's death. So it was a real um, grief soup, you could say. But um, there's a lot of good things going on too. It was my son's eighth grade moving up ceremony and my daughter's birthday, and so those were filled with beautiful moments. And they were also, you know, firsts as well. My son's first birthday without his grandfather or my my son's first milestone without his grandfather and my son, my daughter's first birthday without her grandfather. So lots of stuff going on there. And um, what I want to talk to you today about is one of the pieces of the puzzle that really helped me navigate times like this, as well as grow my business and you know, do the things in the world that I love to do with more confidence and ease. And that is allowing in the signs that the divine sends us, that the metaphysical world sends us, that it has our back. And I find that this is something that's either easy or challenging for people. Either they kind of lean into the fact that there's always signs and they let them in, or they really resist them and believe and really doubt that they're there. So the reason this is so alive for me is we just got back from my dad's birthday party. So he would have been 90 and we had all reserved rooms in this place we used to go to when we were kids in the Catskill. So it was an extended family trip and we decided to keep the trip in place even though my dad had passed, that this would be something that would really honor him and and a great way to come together. And I already knew my dad would send us some good signs. I just knew he was going to be a deep, he was going to be in it with us. Like this was something he was really looking forward to. And I knew he wouldn't miss out on it. And he would definitely make his presence known. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about how he showed up for us, or for me at least. And then, you know, how you can start to lean into accepting And inviting in the signs that, you know, your metaphysical friends are sending you. And the reason I think this is so important is that when you're creating wealth with purpose, which is really the point of this podcast, meaning wealth in all forms, when you're inviting abundance into your life and staying aligned with your purpose, 
oftentimes you are called to act with courage. You're called to act without proof. You're called to act in ways that kind of go against social norms. And signs are the way that the divine or source, the universe, and our metaphysical guides, spirits, angels help us by reinforcing the fact that we're, you know, we're okay, that we're not alone, and that we are on the right path. So we headed up to the Catskills. And as soon as I got there and I checked in and got my key, our room number was 33. Now, if you followed me for a very long time, you know I use the number 33 a lot. What I talk about is it's my angel's way that they wink at me. But where that number originally came from was it was the it was our address growing up. And so just having that 33 be the room number was the first sign that I got that my dad was saying, I'm here with you. (laughs) And my angels were there alongside me. Then as um, we walked over to the room, our particular room, the cabin we were in was surrounded by pine trees and most of the other rooms opened into um, open space. And when I first went to my shaman for a healing session after Uh, my dad passed, that was one of the signs he told her that he'd leave for me. And when he, when she said this to me, you know, he's going to, one of the signs he'll show you is a pine tree. I thought, oh my goodness, what a, I don't know that that's such a strong sign because I have pine trees all around me. I'm in Connecticut. Um, We have tons of pines out back and um, it didn't seem unusual enough. But there has been ways where pine trees have kind of shown up really boldly that I know it's it's a sign more than just another object. And so that's the first lesson I want to show you is one of the reasons people have such a hard time or can have a hard time letting in signs is one, they often come in abundance. They, they come in multiples. And two is they could be an ordinary experience that feels extraordinary. And so when I get something that shows up that would normally show up, but it just feels a little bit different, I know that that's a sign. And the way that the pine trees surrounded this cottage we were in, and and it was so obvious to me that it was the only cottage that had that pine tree surrounding it, that's where I knew it was a sign. So then there are many signs, and I won't go through all of them, but one of the the most fun signs were the first night I was, I was pretty worn out. I, you know, I was just, it was emotionally a big day. So I just went to my room where everyone else went to the pub. But the second night I went to the pub and I really, I was so tempted to go to bed again. And something like made me go to the pub and I wasn't going to stay for very long, but I ordered a gin and tonic. And the reason I ordered gin and tonic was this was a drink my dad loved and he specifically loved for me to make it for him. He would go anywhere he'd go, he'd tell you, you know, if someone asked him for a drink, he'd say a gin and tonic and he'd say, ah, no, something else. My daughter is the only one who can make me a gin and tonic the way I like it. And what's interesting is um, the way I make gin and tonics that are a little bit different is usually I have forgotten to get the limes. So I never have a lime in if you're getting one at my house, you won't get one with a lime. And the second is I'm a stickler for making sure you're pouring the tonic out of a small glass bottle 
that's freshly opened. So, you know, I won't serve tonic that's um, been open for more than a couple of hours and that comes in plastic if I can help it. And, and one time I actually remembered to get limes when my dad was still alive and I put a lime in his drink and he was like, what'd you do differently? It doesn't taste good anymore. So it was the absence of the lime and the, the fresh tonic that came in glass. So I get to the bar and I order the gin and tonic and he says, oh, I'm so sorry. We just ran out of limes. So, and I wouldn't have wanted a lime in my gin and tonic. I actually don't like them, but that was the first sign. So there was no limes. My dad was making sure there were no lines in, in limes in the gin and tonic. And then he went and opened a small glass bottle of tonic. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Don't you have the tonic in on tap? And he said, yeah, the tap's not working. So my dad made sure that the gin and tonics, we were all, because I did get a couple for some of my relatives that liked them, that we were all drinking them the way that he liked them. And that was probably my most fun sign. Now, there were other things, other cool things that showed up. We, at the last minute, the last day, decided to head to a place called Howe Caverns. And when we got there, we found that the cavern was open or discovered the year my dad was born. There's at one point you get into a boat and there's a bunch of a different, you know, underground boat and there's a bunch of different drivers for the boats. Like they manually drive the boats and the the boat driver that we got specifically asked for us. Like he was like, I'll take this group over here. They look like they're fun. And then the whole time he told these really cheesy jokes which my dad was actually, he really prided himself on good jokes, but he did also tell some cheesy jokes. So it was just so interesting that all these boat drivers we could have got, one chose us to get into his boat where that didn't happen for any other group. And he told jokes the whole time. So we had lots of reminders of my dad the whole time we were there. And so you know, when I tell people stories like these, they're always like, oh, I wish I got signs like that. And here's the thing. We all get tons of signs, tons and tons of signs, but you need to know how to trust them and allow them in. And so, like I said, the first sign is just that feeling that this is a sign. Like that first inclination you have that something is a sign is a sign. The second is to not overthink it to just allow it in. And this is so much the energy of receiving in general. When people ask me, you know, how do I become more intuitive? How do I grow my intuition? This is the foundation of it. It's trusting that what's coming through is coming through. And then a third way that I've actually been playing with a little bit more than I had in the past is to ask for specific signs. Now, Traditionally, I don't really recommend that people ask for specific signs because there's a lot of attachment to really constraining the way that a metaphysical friend or someone you love that's crossed over can communicate with you. When you put that constraint in place, you make it pretty challenging. You also limit how much magic that can show up. But when you're in a place of you know deep doubt, especially when you're feeling scared or alone, asking for something that feels really specific makes it easier because when it shows up, then you can believe in it more. After my mom passed, dimes started showing up. 
And I think I had read a story about something like that. I know some people say pennies from heaven. For us, it was dimes. Dimes would show up. So I would always know. I didn't necessarily ask specifically for a dime, but I, my mom could feel that putting a dime in my path, especially in really unusual ways, would really give me the comfort that she was there. And one of my favorite ways that that showed up was after my mom passed, I was going through a particularly difficult time. I don't remember what the circumstances were specifically, but there were a lot of things that happened that year that were pretty pretty challenging. And on this day, feeling like I really needed a clear sense that she was there, I said to her, show me that you're there and make it really obvious. Make it so that I can't doubt that you're there no matter what. Because the thing with the dimes is that sometimes you find a dime on the street and you you had that happen so many times in your life, or at least for me, that back then when I needed that clear, clear sign, it would have been easy for me to doubt that she didn't put that dime in my path. And so I had just handed that request off to her and, and I let it go. And that's the thing is once you've asked for something, you got to just let it go. You can't go searching for the sign or working really hard to find it because that will kind of like push it away or it'll keep you from actually seeing it when it shows up. And I got home and in the middle of the living room floor was my son, at the time he was six, sitting with a big smile on his face and a huge pile of dimes in front of him. And he said, mom, look, I wanted you to know that grandma's definitely really close to you. Now, in that moment, I was really tempted to say, well, my son was the one that picked all those dimes out. So he had taken his piggy bank and sorted all his change and put all his dimes in a pile. And I was really tempted to say he did that for me. So that was not my mom doing it. But the thing was, my mom inspired my son to do that. And that was how that sign came to me. And I had specifically said to her, I needed to be really clear. And my little son basically gave me back the words I was looking to hear. So that's the final way that I think people often reject signs is when the sign comes through another human being. Because then there's this human intervention, and for some reason, it feels less magical. But here's what I want you to know. When it comes to another human being, it's even more magical. Because not only did they have, you know, did your metaphysical friend or this sort, you know, or universe or source or someone that's crossed over have to manipulate matter, they had to manipulate or inspire or move a human being who has their own will. That's even more powerful. So what I want you to know today is that if you are feeling like you need a sign, I promise you it already came. But here's the good news. You can reject it and more will be sent for you. And if you see a sign and you're just not sure it's it, say, okay, whoever you requested the sign from, God, your angels, a person that's crossed over, I see this and I'm pretty sure this is the sign I asked for, but I'm still feeling doubt. Can you send me more? If you do that, 
then you're still staying open to the possibility and you're allowing that energy in. Now, even if you reject a sign, you're not going to get punished for that. It's not about that. It's about opening up the awareness that allows you to see and more importantly, feel the sign. Because it's really the feeling state you have when you see that sign that makes it important. So right now, if you're looking for that sign, I just want you to know that it is coming, that it has already come, that many more will show up. And if you can just allow yourself to be in a state of receiving, you will see it very clearly. Wishing you many, many signs today. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found us. It fills my heart when I read a review and helps us reach many more people. So thank you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.